Hello, my fellow warriors, and welcome to Lion Skin Adventures, where I talk about various adventures in various forms of media. This is Q Alexander addressing you from my stronghold in the mountains of Southern California. It is currently midnight, and I have the door open. Don't worry, I also have a knife with me. Check out my website, qalexander.com, where you can find much more information about me, including my manful face, see my sources, and see other things I have done over the dreaming aeons. So, have you ever looked back over a TV show you watched at a young and impressionable age that altered your sensibilities for the rest of your days? Maybe a book that provided comfort during difficult times, or a movie that changed your outlook on life. Usually these show up during high school. Leastways, they did for me. I will, upon being asked for my favorite books and influences, say the socially acceptable things. Lord of the Rings, a life-changing book for me, or the Bible of talking to a churchman. Of course, Narnia introduced me to fantasy, and I learned so much watching History Channel's Barbarian series, which I still own on DVD. But there is another influence on young Quaid that tends to make itself known far more than I care to admit. When this one is brought up, it will either result in confused stares or uncontrollable laughter, depending on whether the person knows what it is. I'm of course talking about Lost Tapes on Animal Planet. Now, what is Lost Tapes? It's a fair question. It's only the finest thing Animal Planet ever broadcast. It's a thing of beauty, really. It's a show about monsters, made on a budget of about $10 and whatever the producers had in their pocket at the time. Lost Tapes is, as the title suggests, a found footage show. What this is is that the framing device, or setup for you normal people, of the story is that the footage was found in the forest and whoever found it put it in their DVD player and whoa boy, the person or persons filming got murdered by a Bigfoot or a Jersey Devil, or a giant owl, or a giant octopus. You get the idea. This is kind of a fad in movie making, as it lets filming be done cheap and easy on camcorders or cell phones, because what else would a hiker be using? But Lost Tapes wears the crown. Three glorious seasons of creature feature short stories, each featuring a different monster, and a different reason the events are being filmed. The acting is bad, you almost never see the monster besides a puppet leg or a claw swung in from off-screen. They do do human monsters, like zombies, but that doesn't really count. You know it doesn't count. And for example, in the giant owl episode, it's loud hooting while an owl's shadow is cast on a gothic church's wall. However, the low visuals just add to the charm as it's all held together by fantastic sound design and well-paced scripting. I want to reiterate, this was a show broadcast and produced by Animal Planet. The show can claim to be a documentary, as the monsters are cryptids. This is a sort of monster that people say are real, but science says not so much. The big man on campus in the cryptid world is Bigfoot, but other cryptids include the Chupacabra, the Dogman, Sea Monsters, Mothman, and others.
The show maintains its educational air by featuring investigators to come in and talk about these beasts, between bouts of watching these beasts eat people. One episode on the Beast of Bray Road, a beast we all hold near and dear to our hearts, actually featured Linda Godfrey, the very investigative journalist who broke the Beast of Bray Road story in the early 1990s. I have her book. It's great. Each episode is about 20 minutes long, and a lot of that time is given to the investigators. And yet, there's an impressive amount of storytelling and creativity in these short yarns. It's a mark of good writing and concept that I remembered the exact plot points of episodes I had not seen since high school. Each one would make a great movie in itself, but instead was made into a 20-minute short for Animal Planet to be broadcast at 2 o'clock in the morning. These episodes are not willing to pull punches either. They go all in from the get-go. Episode 1, the premiere, is about illegal immigrants crossing the U.S.-Mexico border and being hunted by a chupacabra. Nobody is safe. My personal favorite is an episode titled Southern Sasquatch and features the skunk ape, a violent breed of Sasquatch that lives in the American South. That would be Texas to Florida. The story is that two country boys are seeing if their sister's new city slicker fiancé is a good guy, so they take him hunting. A basic premise, and as someone who has lived in both country and city, it's something that would absolutely happen. But they incur the wrath of a skunk ape, and all we have left of them is their tapes. Other episodes include the aforementioned Beast of Bray Road, where the beast attacks a constitutional fundamentalist militia, say that five times fast, in the forest. And then there's cave demons, in which U.S. Army troops in the Tora Bora Caves in Afghanistan stumble on a nest of giant vampire bats. There's another episode where a family buys a fixer-upper house, and there's a vampire nest in the basement, and another with a giant squid doing to a boat what giant squids do to boats. If you cannot figure it out by now, it's a standard monster vs. humans format. Classic B-movie stuff, only it's given a keen realism and renewal from a first-person's perspective. It's also played as dead serious, not afraid to depict monsters attacking people groups often not seen in the monster media. Detectives, ATF agents, small-town families, journalists, park rangers, teenagers, priests, ravers, Families on vacation, soldiers, if you exist on Earth, Lost Tapes monsters may be coming for you. All humans are, of course, equal in the sight of a monster. Sometimes the humans survive, sometimes not so much. One episode featured a monkey tearing ATF agents apart in the forests of Appalachia because they raided the abandoned moonshiners still that the monkey was living in. They could only be identified through their dental records which you know is something primates do, especially chimpanzees. However, as strange as it may sound, this beautiful show never feels like it's focused on human misery, and this is the beauty of it. Instead, it offers the procedural story of a monster attack. Of course, humans become very miserable in the show, but that's not the feature of it. The feature of the show is not even the creatures, it's in fact a gleeful celebration of the idea of the unknown. Not knowing what could be out there, 
not knowing what is behind that bush outside your window, and of course nearly comical, but still believable, violence. I myself love the great outdoors. I used to hang out alone in Kings Canyon National Park, and sometimes Yosemite National Park, as I had received a pass for my birthday. It had a nice polar bear on it. The forest is my favorite place to be. The trees, the silence, the cold fresh air, the animals, and the birds. I was buddies with a raven couple who claimed a campground by the General Grant tree in the sequoias. Ravens recognize people who are nice to them, or the other way around. But, of course, all those things are as equally dangerous as they are nice. You can get lost in trees, the silence means help is far away, and the cold air can freeze, and of course, creatures have to eat. My personal rule was never to be out of sight of my car. If anything happened, I could be easily shouting for help if I saw someone else on the road. The national parks are wild and untamed. That's the point of their existence. An incredible amount of people vanish without a trace in them all the time. Or their long dry bones are found picked clean by the birds. Or they're never found, and they're spoken of in hushed tones in YouTube videos on search and rescue mysteries. The forests and wilds are strange places that really ought to make your blood run cold. Even with our technology and all our abilities, and God-given position as the pinnacle of creation, the world is still dark and dangerous, and all warriors must remember that wherever they go. This is the foundation of what a monster is. A monster is something that lurks in the dark, in the corners, scrawled in the margins, and decorating the part of the map that has not been explored yet. It's a reminder of danger, and it's something to place your anxieties upon, and in a roundabout way, reveal something about you. For instance, the vampire is the monster that scares me the most, and I'm also phobic of needles, blood, and people in authority, especially doctors. Ask yourself what monster scares you the most, and you'll probably find out something deeper about yourself. Also, I'm not a big fan of ghosts because I'm an introvert, and the idea that someone can just pop in on me through my walls just bothers me. The word monster itself, if you look into the original Latin root, monstrum, is derived from the Latin word meneo, meaning to advise and warn. Look for the word part mon, that's M-O-N, to find words about advising and warning. The point of the show is neither horror or violence. It's simply an entertaining way to inform people of what rumors say exist in our forests. Or actually exist in our forest. That goal, contrasted with the violent monster attack scenes, make the show intrinsically a comedy played straight. There's blood, screaming, sometimes really really well done and sometimes really poorly done blood, and actors doing their best to depict terror, which all are played so seriously that the entire show seems so earnest that you ignore that you are watching a man in a monkey suit running around in the forest, and instead accept it for what it is, a cheesy TV show entirely dedicated to advising and warning you about modern folklore. This makes it the perfect monster media, approved by the ancients. As of right now, episodes of this show float around on YouTube, as it has all the hallmarks of the weird side of YouTube.
And more importantly, the series is to be streamed on the Animal Planet website. You can also buy it on Amazon, but I don't like I don't like buying TV shows, and I've given these boys too much free advertising as it is. They won't even give themselves credit on the Animal Planet website. But whether or not you watch it, which of course I recommend, just remember the life lesson that I take from the show. You don't have to only talk about positive subjects to be a positive person. In fact, as long as your heart is pure, you can acknowledge the existence of terrible things and still be an uplifting person. People can pick up your intent, because the human senses are amazing and masterfully designed to be able to do that. Also, don't get yourself killed when you go out into the forests. Keep an eye on your kids. Alright, warriors. Thank you for listening. This has been Lion Skin Adventures. I hope you enjoyed it. Stay tuned, because more adventures are coming. Keep an eye on QAlexander.com. Until then, stay mighty.